Hello and welcome back to Salty Life Films. Today is a movie review day. It's on Friday, of course, Friday. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, it is movie day. And you know, I knew I was most likely going to cover the Snyder Cut. Um, I knew, like 90% of me was knew I was going to cover it. But the 10% of me was like, you know what, if I don't like it for whatever reason, I'm not going to cover it. But I'm still going to make it part of movie day, part of my Instagram post. But um, I freaking love this movie. Uh, this movie was everything we were supposed to see when Justice League first came out in 2017. And, you know, it's quite sad. It's very quite sad that it's not the movie that we saw. Um, when Justice League first came out in 2017, I really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was good. I even said to my friends that I thought it was better than the Avengers film. Um, of course, at that time, uh, I didn't really think about the film. I just That was my first thought after viewing it because I just love DC. I prefer DC over Marvel. And usually, I just gravitate to those, to those types of characters more. But... Over the backlash that it faced and really just kind of overall thinking about the film in general, it just made me realize the film was not as good as the Avengers and it did have a lot of problems. I mean, then the Snyder Cut campaign started and, you know, I, I never really thought we were going to see the Snyder Cut, you know, um, I thought it was there, it was a chance, but I really never thought it was going to be like ever seen like i just thought it was going to die over time you know how like people are like oh i really want to see this cut and then nothing happens but this was so demanded and finding out more about what happened behind the scenes of justice league you know with zach snyder tragically uh you know had to uh had to pull out of working on the film in post-production because tragically his daughter uh committed suicide um but then jeff johns and Josh Whedon took over the cut and, you know, ruined it. Uh, yeah, basically ruined it. Um, so, and I did watch Justice League. I did watch the theatrical cut again, um, but I watched it like a few weeks ago with some buddies. And uh, it was just so we could have like a fresh viewing of it before we went to go see the Snyder Cut in a couple weeks. Um and, uh, you know, I don't, uh, at the time, I didn't hate it, but I recognized the film flaws. And I really, honestly, at that time, I thought Suicide Squad was the worst film in the DCEU. Um, but now, after viewing the Snyder Cut, after viewing Zack Snyder's Justice League, Justice League, the theatrical version, is the worst DCEU film ever made. Um I, 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 I say that now, and I don't think a film will be worse than it because of what Josh Whedon and Jeff Johns did to it and really dishonored it. Um, it's really a, really a crime, really, how much they cut and changed and manipulated it with the reshoots and even how they colored the film. Like, the film... and. The film does not look good. Like, it's just, it's not good. Snyder, like, he colored the film that it made it so much more realistic in that you could actually, like, be there. And it just, it felt so real. 
like i think i watched a review of the film after i finished it and um this reviewer said beyond the trailer grace randolph she said the film there was a shot in the film that made it feel like the characters were real like the the, the justice league was real and i will be talking about spoilers in that shot um so spoilers right now um so that shot she was talking about was uh when they were invade in infiltrating star labs um it just it felt so real it just it does i, I just I, I i love that um i never felt that way with the marvel stuff i felt like marvel was in a distant thing like but with justice league i just felt like it was just so realistic i i don't even know if that makes sense because both those both dc and marvel have fictional worlds but i feel like the way they kind of tell those stories one you feel like you're in a like in a distant world but in the other you feel like you're already in it it's so weird um i don't really know how to describe it i just i feel like you're just already a part of it for dc and i feel like marvel you just you feel like oh okay that's cool but i mean i don't know that's how i view it um but yeah i'm gonna be talking about the characters obviously in order of how i love them um but yeah before i do that i just want to talk about i watched this film when it came out at 3 a.m in my time i i was so pumped so the day before i watched well my friend said he was watching man of steel and i'm like i don't really want to watch man of steel again but i'll watch bat i was like i'm, I'm gonna watch batman v superman because that's the film that leads to justice league but then i found myself watching man of steel <laughs> um man is still so good I, I just i can't get over that film and when i can finish that film I'm like okay now i have to watch batman v superman and at that time um i had a, i took a break from watching from the movies and i went to go eat dinner and took a little break and then it hit i, I took a nap too i was gonna plan to sleep till like 3 a.m so i went to bed like at 7 p.m and um i woke up at 10 p.m i'm like you know what i i can't go back to sleep i have to watch batman v superman and by that time, I think it was, I think, Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition is three hours long. So um, around 10 p.m., I think around 10 to 11 p.m., I watched, I think I started at 11 p.m., so I finished it um, around 2 a.m. or around 2.30 because I kept pausing and stuff back and forth. So it was around 2.30 when I finished it, and then I was super pumped. So then 3 a.m. came, and I knew it was a four-hour film. So I'm like, I don't know if I actually can stay up till 7 a.m. to watch this movie. But I did. <laughs> um, I really was scared I was going to fall asleep. There was a part of me that after I was like, okay, let me just see how the first part is. Because the film is divided in seven parts, or six parts with an epilogue. And uh, I was like, let me just see how the first part is. Because the parts were not like an hour long, but like they were pretty well divided. Um, and when I got done with the first part, I was like, okay, now I have to go to the second part. And then I got to a point where I was super tired, but I was like, I have to power through. I have to get through this because this film is so good. Um, and I have not stopped thinking about this film. And it's been, I'm recording this exactly 12 hours later. So, I mean, it's 3 p.m. now. It's been exactly 12 hours since I first started watching it. I'm still super pumped about it. I have still been thinking about it. it it's pretty awesome. So... Yeah, the, I did not get tired. I mean, I was tired a little bit, but I never fell asleep. I never fell asleep. Um, when I got done with it, I watched uh, spoiler reviews. I, I watched a spoiler review, and then I fell asleep while watching that. <laughs> um, and I woke up 
And I was like, you know what? I'm just so super pumped. My friend, I told him I loved it. Um, I haven't, I didn't tell him this, but it's, it's actually one of my favorite movies ever made. Like my favorite movie is Pirates of the Caribbean World's End, but let me tell you this: like Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut is super up there. Like, like I don't want to put like I, Pirates Three is the reason why I love film. So I mean, Snyder Cut, but Snyder Cut is a really good film example itself about why having original visions is so important. Because look what happened, you know? It just look what happened. Um. It's just so incredible. Um, oh my gosh, like I, I chills. Okay, so I think now I'm ready to talk about the characters and where my liking. So I'm just gonna talk about the Justice League characters to my knowledge, and then I may talk about some other characters that I really want to mention. So here we go. So number one is Wonder Woman. She is phenomenal in this movie. I texted my friend and I told him she is a boss in this movie. Like like in the in the original Justice League in the in the theatrical Justice League, she really didn't feel like she was there. Like I felt like they underpowered her, but in this, she is a full blooded warrior. It is so good to see. Now, as y'all may know from my Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four review, I really like that film, and I really like that it has like it's so low on the action. I really appreciate that because it's such a different type of superhero film. But I feel like in 2020 that we needed to see. But seeing Wonder Woman with her sword and shield in the Snyder Cut, again, was so rewarding. And her using it appropriately. And just to show the power that this superhero has. It's so incredible. And it was just so mind-blowing to see. And the score, the new score for Wonder Woman that Snyder has for her. It's an homage to hers in Batman v Superman, but it's also like a twist for Justice League, and it's so good. My friend said it was so metal, and I'm like, yep, it is. Um, I love I love it. And I know people – I know I saw a comment on YouTube saying, like, you know, they kind of overused her score because every time – because they kind of overused it because every time she did something amazing, it played the same thing. And, yeah, okay, yeah, I see your point. But, yeah, I loved it because it meant that she was going to do something epic and incredible, and I could not wait. I, every time it played, I got goosebumps because I knew she was about to do something amazing that I, I was just – I was so looking forward to see. And, you know, that was what's missing. You know, I mean, I think the original Justice League did not really have any heart, and I feel like Snyder's had the heart, and I think that's so incredible. Um you know, she mentions I, the, what I did notice. Um, the Steve Trevor mentioned that Batman brought up um, when he like I don't remember the dialogue in the scene itself in the original version, but uh, he said uh, she was talking about something and he said, "Well, did Steve Trevor tell you that?" And then she got angry and pushed him, and um, that's not in this. You know, I, I was kind of expecting that to be in here, um, but she does mention him. Um, indirectly, um, not by name, but she does say, I lost someone I love, and I'm still working through it. Um, so it's vaguely there. So I really appreciated that. I just I love Steve and Diana's relationship. It's so beautiful. Um, Bruce and Diana's relationship is also a very um, – it's much more developed here, I want to say. It's not as, like, like – I don't know. It's not as, like, kind of forced as it felt unjustly. But in Snyder's, it felt kind of natural. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but that was kind of cool to see as well. I, I don't want to – I don't know. 
I, I yeah, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> but yeah, I did like it. It was a lot better handled here. Yeah, but Wonder Woman, she was so awesome. Like I just, man, it re I told my friend like, like I love Wonder Woman 1984 for its lack of action, but this was so cool to see her as a warrior. Um, it it was so cool to see her back in her warrior roots. And really what Snyder has envisioned for the character, even in Batman v Superman. So, I mean, and I, I think Patty Jenkins, you know, she did some, some creatively, creatively creative things with the character, but I would love to see Zack Snyder take on this character. I would just, I would love to see it because she, like, seeing her do this, I, I really feel like this is Wonder Woman. I think if Patty and Patty Jenkins and Zack Snyder blended them instead of having this kind of like two different versions of the character, I feel like it would be very successful. So yeah, cross your hope, cross your fingers for Wonder Woman 3 because I feel like Zack Snyder and, and Patty Jenkins should really be working together, not working separately with it. Okay, moving on from Wonder Woman. Uh, number two on this list is Cyborg. Like legit, who knew Cyborg was actually a character in Justice League? Like what the heck, Joss Whedon? Oh my gosh. So, he has so many scenes that was cut from the theatrical version that it makes me so angry. Like, Ray Fisher does does a phenomenal job. And at first I was very weary because I'm like, how is this going to go? Like, really, how is this going to go? And when you watch it and see the story unfold for his character, it's so amazing. Like, I, I really loved, I just I really loved it. How he even come to accept, like him being a cyborg as well like it's just so good and him to and him to say um i think at the end he says i'm not broken when when he sees his parents and his original self and um he said we can fix you and he's like well i'm not broken and he just goes forward that is so like legit how many people feel like they're a wreck and but they're already have so many wonderful things around them and what they can do already. Like, I just, I feel like the potential you already have, like we may want something different, but yet you have potential. And I think it's such a great character story and it really resonates with audiences. It really resonated with me. It was just so important to see that. It's just, wow. Oh my gosh. It, it's honestly a, a really disappointing shame that that was not in the theatrical cut. I mean, what the heck? Like, oh, like really? I mean, legit. I I will probably never watch Justice League again. Probably the only time I will ever watch it is to really analyze it and be like, this is what happened, but this is how it should have looked. You know, when I really kind of dwell into like what happened with the Snyder with Justice League. You know, I mean, it's just it's really sad and heartbreaking. But yet we had the Snyder cut, and that film is beautiful. And honestly is so worth it it's just everything so worth it um so yeah that's cyborg uh number three i'm gonna say the flash the flash works so much better here than in the theatrical cut i mean they all work better but i mean just the flash in general the jokes landed better here he really made sense here the comedic relief that that character provided when it, it's not so crowded around dry humor it really works because this film is so dark and it's so serious and it's very it's very i think the word of it is very 
dark and grim. Like you honestly feel like you're watching a horror movie, this dark story. But when the Flash, like Barry Allen and his scenes are so good that it just, it makes this film a whole lot more fun to watch. And that was really fun to see. Um, really fun to discover. And really his scenes really worked. It just, it worked. Um, yeah, it just, it, I really loved his moment in the Amity turn back time too. That was just, it gives me chills because the Justice League died, but yet Barry saved him. And it's just, it's such an underrated moment. I feel like an underrated moment in the film because it happens so like, it happens so fast, but there's not really a lot of time dedicated to it. It's just, I mean, it's important that it moves on. I'm not saying I want you to see more, but like, Barry saved the day in that moment. I mean, they all saved the day, but Barry, like if Barry didn't turn back the time, you know, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh, like the world been over. Um, and that vision that Bruce had, I think Bruce had, or did Barry had it? I don't, I don't remember. The vision that, I think Barry had this vision, but the Wonder Woman being dead um, and, uh, you know, and Superman being able, um, it it uh it um it really it really makes my skin crawl. It's just it's like the thought of, I mean the thought of them being dead. It just it's just wow. Um. Anyway, moving on. And I will also like to say it makes sense. You know that vision Barry had, and really that supposed future that existed. That's the Barry that went back in time, and that movie Superman to warn Bruce that. You were right about him all along. That's that vision. That's that dream he had. And I'll, I'll talk about more of the nightmare sequence really near the end of this review. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so like, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, moving on. Number four is, um, this is hard. Um, I'm going to have to give it, Ooh, I'm going to have to give it to – it's either between – I'm going to have to give it to Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, the reason why he worked a whole lot better here, and, it, it, you know, you could clearly tell he was not forced to say things here, or he didn't have, like, funny one-liners um, that he had. I mean, he had, like, one, which – but, I mean, it worked better. Um, but anyway, like, he, he didn't have any of the unnecessary dry humor he had in just the original cut. Um but here, it just, it felt like it was Bruce. He, Ben Affleck was Bruce Wayne. And him as Batman, like, I didn't, I mean, I, I like him better as Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. It's just so weird. Um, he's such a good Bruce Wayne. And I just love that character so much. And I was really hoping to see more of Bat Family here. Like, I wanted to see robin i want to see batgirl i really wanted to see dick grayson and barbara gordon come into this role and i was so happy to see jim gordon because i'm like okay where's barbara like i was like okay where is she um but it's not her time yet she will have her time hopefully and i hope zach snyder will be behind it because zach snyder is amazing um but um yeah i mean bruce wayne he is i i really feel like his best his best scene is the nightmare scene like that nightmare scene is so good, and it's near the end of the film. It's like very at the end of the film, and I just love that so much. It just I love that version. It's just so cool, and I 
even having the Joker there it was just oh, so cool to see finally Ben Affleck and Jared Leto on screen um, together. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it just it works so much better here, and I'm very happy. You know, I mean, I hope Ben Affleck's not done with this character because I would love to see more. And like, I'm very excited to see Robert Pattinson's version of the character. But oh my gosh, what we could have had if Snyder had his vision told. It, it's just very disappointing because I would love to see more of this story between Joker and Batman. Like what? Like what happened to Robin? Like I know he's dead, but how? Like I want to see that story. Is that Jason Todd? Is that Dick Grayson? Who is it? Like I want to know, and I want to see Barbara Gordon come in. I want to see more Batman itself, not really surrounded by Superman or Wonder Woman, but him and his story told with the people that help him tell it. I'm not just suggesting, but Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, uh, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne. I don't know if Damian Wayne's a possibility yet, but still, I would love to see it. And I think I just would love to see a solo Ben Affleck movie. It's just, it's so ready. I'm ready for it for Jared Leto, uh, even Margot Robbie. I would love an origin story, just even a more origin story of it having Robin in it. And I would just, I would love it. And I would love a tease of Batgirl. I just, I love the Bat. I love the Gotham universe. It's so, it's so crazy and so cool. And so it's just so, such a trip. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, yeah, I just wish we got to see more. And hopefully we will. Who knows? Uh, restore the Snyderverse. Restore the Snyderverse. Okay, so that was number four. Number five, Aquaman. So I did rewatch Aquaman, like the 2018 film recently, like a few days ago. And, or maybe a week ago at this point. But anyway, um, that film, like, when I first saw it, I didn't really care for it. But, like, when I watched it again, I was like, dang, this film is so visually appealing. And I just loved it. And the story worked. And I loved the visual effects. It was just amazing. So when I, and I was so ready for the Snyder. So I watched Aquaman because I knew Snyder was going to, like, I just loved how, I watched the Aquaman trailer that he came out with for the Justice League cut. And I was like, oh, man, this looks incredible. So that's what got me hyped. And, uh, and um, yeah, I feel like I love um, – I, I feel like James Wan did Aquaman better so because James Wan really defined that character a lot better than the theatrical cut did. And um, I feel like the Snyder cut has a good Aquaman for a good origin because it does show scenes that I wish they shown, like, once again. Like, why did they cut them out? But I mean, like, especially like him being confronted about his mother's trident, also with scenes with Amber Heard's character, Mira. It was just, it was just so, like, why did they cut these scenes out? Why did they alter these scenes? What, why? Just why? And I'm just so grateful that we got a film like Aquaman to, to redefine the character on a better foot standing. And I feel like the Snyder cut, I love how Snyder did uh, the underwater sequences with the fights. And I love how, um, he made it so they have air bubbles to talk. I know in Aquaman they just talk normally underwater, but um, here I just kind of appreciate it because it sent it seemed more realistic um, for underwater sequences, so I appreciated that. And it's just two different versions of art here, um, but both are fantastic. And um, so yeah, I just yeah, Aquaman a lot better in the Sire Cut, but I still think the character is the best in Aquaman because James Bond really did it did phenomenal work in that movie so yeah moving on from aquaman 
Um, number six, and the last one is Superman, just because he's not really in the film that much. Like, I mean, you watch two hours and he's still dead. <laughs> um, and the next two hours, he's barely in it. I mean, the, the iconic scene with that, uh, him facing the Justice League is in there. That's still good. Um, it's a little different, just a little bit altered, but um, still, that's pretty much the same as the theatrical cut. Um, what else? Um, him reuniting with Lois and Martha is a little different. Um, just a little bit. I think it's a little different. It just it makes sense a little bit more. Um, and let me just go ahead and talk about this. Lois is so much better used here than she was in the theatrical one. Like in the theatrical one, she just was kind of there. But here you really see her point of view in her scenes. And I didn't even notice this on the first watch. She is pregnant. There apparently is a pregnancy test in her nightstand when she decides to go back to the work. You can see it. I'm like, what the heck? So, I mean, that was, I don't know why they would alter that out. Um, but yeah, whatever. Josh Whedon, Jeff Johns, whatever. Screw you guys. Um, but yeah, that was so cool to see. Um, I just, I really loved her scenes. It really made her feel very real. Like this film is very real. Like it's so real and it's just, wow. Oh, and, uh, he comes back, he does wear the black suit, but I was kind of a little disappointed because they didn't really explain the origin or the reason behind the black suit, because it's supposed to be like him, like a, like a rejuvenating thing or a rehealing thing, you know, for him. But they don't really explain that. And, uh, and um, that's just because Warner Brothers told Snyder, no, you can't do the black suit. You have to have the original suit. But Snyder color graded to be black in, uh, in, in this cut. So, I mean, it makes sense that there's no explanation why he has it. I guess it's just for audiences to, like, pick up on um and for themselves like okay that's why he's wearing it you know so that's the only thing that really is not explained really for me um but yeah it's so cool to see it it's so cool um yeah let's talk about some other characters um joker is great and joker's only in one scene but he he works so well like it's just the best jared leto joker performance and he's only in one scene Oh, I need to watch Suicide Squad again because I didn't really care for Suicide Squad. But now after watching, I want to see more Jared Leto's Joker. Like, what the heck? Um, but I know that has its demands of a director's cut as well. So I don't know if we're ever going to see that cut because Snyder's cut was so drastically different from Justice League. I don't know how um, that director's cut will be, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, that was good. Mira was great. I love seeing more Mira. I feel like, yeah, especially in the dark side, uh, that or not the dark side, the nightmare sequence, um, like at the end, like it, I just felt like she was so angry and vengeful, and uh, I just, it was so cool to see, um, separating Amber Heard from that. Just Mira herself is phenomenal. Amber Heard, yeah, <laughs> but Amber Heard. You know, I think the way she plays Mirror is really cool, but Amber Heard herself is kind of yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, James Gordon, Jim Gordon is great. I loved his scenes. Martian Manhunter. I didn't really talk about him. He's only in two scenes. 
Um, and it's kind of a little bit out of the place with the first scene, but I kind of saw it coming because I'm like, that's not Martha. Like, that's not Martha. That, that's not Martha. And then it was revealed to be Martian Manhunter. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, yeah. And then um, at the end, he comes back at the end. He's like, I hope you know. He comes back to Bruce. He comes to Bruce and says, uh, you know, Dark Side's not done. Like, this is just the beginning. So it, it ends with the idea that there's going to be a sequel, which is very fascinating. So I would love to see it. I, I would very love to see it. it. It would be amazing. And Snyder has to be the head of it. No one else can touch it. Only Snyder. Only Snyder. Not even Warner Brothers. Just let Snyder do his thing because it is so freaking awesome. And I feel like at this point, like I told my friend to wrap up this review, this film, if we had the Snyder version out in 2017, this film would have come out before Endgame and Infinity War. That is two monumental Marvel movies that kind of transform cinema superhero movies. And, you know, I told my friend that this is far better than any of the MCU movies. And it's so much better than any of the Avengers movies. It's just, it, it's such a head of, it was such a head of its time. And knowing that Marvel told kind of the same or kind of the same type of storytelling first, it's really disappointing. But yet the way DC does it is so dark and so grim and it's so real that you just can't help but just feel chills when you think about this. Because in Marvel, I just knew they were going to be all right. But in DC, I was like, oh my gosh, like what the heck's happening? So, I mean, it just shows how dark DC can go. And I wanted to see it. I want to see it go darker. And I'm probably going to regret those words because Wonder Woman 1984 was so light. It was so fun. But this film is so dark and so grim and such a fun ride to watch for four hours. So that's my review. I will leave you. I will see you guys next time.